Hi, I'm Whitney. And I'm John. You're listening to Friendly Neighborhood Refugee, a podcast about getting to know refugees for who they are and breaking through cultural, stereotypical, and language barriers. Refugees are covered by the media in overgeneralized and often negative ways. We rarely get a glimpse at who these refugees are as individuals. Our goal with this podcast is to create a space for them to tell a different story, their story. Today's interview is with Hadith, who comes from Somalia, a country on the east coast of Africa. We met Hadith a few hours after our interview with Farah and Abdul and we found ourselves marveling after our interview with Hadith how different he was from the Alabrash family. As we reflected on it, I made the comment that he's so different because he's from a different place. At that point, it kind of hit us. Oh, this is why we're doing this podcast. People, including ourselves, tend to put all refugees into one bucket and may subconsciously assume that they're all very similar. What was perhaps most apparent from this interview was that all refugees are individual human beings with something special to offer the world, and we need to hear their individual stories to really understand and appreciate where they're coming from. Another thing we loved about Hadith was his positivity. Hadith has always looked for the best in the places he lives and the people that surround him. A little intro about Hadith. He's a musician, he's a pacifist, and he's a filmmaker with big dreams. We sat down with Hadith in a park in southern Maine to hear his story and listen to some of his songs, which he performed live. You may recognize some of his music from the intro and outro of this podcast. We hope you enjoy getting to know Hadith and his contagious joy for life just as much as we did. Here's the interview. I'm a poet. I'm a songwriter. You're a I'm po- a singer. You're a singer? I'm a singer. I'm a poet. I'm a poet. Yeah. Songwriter. And yeah, and musician. And you're a musician. Yeah. Is that what you did in Somalia? You were a musician um, too. In Somalia, I used to be peace activist. A peace activist. Through music and literature. So can you describe like what that was? Um, we used to. Um, I personally used to advocate for peace through literature, poetry, mm-hmm. and arts. And art. Yeah, that's why most of my songs are based on peace and humanity. Thank you. 
Homesick, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry to make you homesick. <laughs> I'm feeling homesick. So beautiful. What is it called? Um, it's called um, in Somalia. It's called Dibata Dwaqtik. It means the tough times. Mm. When you are feeling tough times, you know, times of culture, times of you know, um, domestic problem that you are facing, yeah. family problems. You what know. did you write? Culture that? crush. It, it's 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 written by my friend, but with with. With his help, uh, we did to, we did it together. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so it was. It is beautiful. Yeah. One of our questions that we ask people we interview is is if you in a perfect world, mm-hmm. would you go Would you go back? Would you want to go back to Somalia? Um, mostly, you know, Somalia is where I was born. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm grateful for United States, and I believe United States is, is a masterful country. At the same time, Somalia is my my roots, but I can claim that I am Somali faster than American. That's why I'm I'm gonna say I'm Somali American. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm Somali first. Yeah, I'm Somali first. Yeah, that's my ethnicity. Um, I have um a small band, mm-hmm. sample which consists of three people: I, my drum man, and violin violinist. So. We come together, and we play music together. We are also multi-faith. I'm a Muslim. My drummer is a Jewish. The other guy is priest at the church. What? Wow. You know, we all share this music together. In my song life, we are humans should respect each other, and we have to do protect the dignity of mankind, as we are brothers and sisters to each other. For we are from Adam and Eve. If we are all Adam and Eve, we are all brothers and sisters. So the theme is, we are all brothers and sisters and do respect, do protect the dignity of mankind. So now that you, now that you are here, though, in America, mm-hmm. do you have, like, a, a dream or a big, like, what's your, what's your goal? I'm trying my best, you know, to get educated, and to get food on my table, yeah. you know. Um, in Somalia and in Kenya, I used to work with the media mostly. I used to be, you know, and I still write it. It's short films. Oh. Yeah, oh. I wrote short film with the which consists of twenty-five scenes, yeah. three questions, and this was a true story of mine. Since when I came to the United States, yeah, yeah, it is a, it is a story of a lot of suspense, <laughs> you know, a lot of suspenses. Yeah, yeah. Um, mostly it was imagination, but you know, eight percent was a true story. Yeah. But I had some spices. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, I had some spices yeah. decorations. So, and I still wrote an story, and I'm, 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 I'm writing nowadays another short story, 
of short films. Yeah. Though I didn't get, you know, a company of films that, you know, get involved and, and, and to get this script filmed, you know. Yeah. I didn't get those opportunities, but I'm still in, 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 in inside of it. Um, I met almost two, you know, um, journalists. Those are filmmakers. Then I saw the script, then, you know, they said, all right, we will we'll think about this because, you know, I don't have budget for for, for that oh, yeah. film, yeah, it's so, so yeah. yeah, it's really yeah, it, you know, to hire the crew, it, it costs mm-hmm. a lot of money. Yeah, know? I would like to come someday with my own company of filmmaking. That's my dream. Yeah, if I'm dreaming, I dream so big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, do it. That's, yeah. You should. Yeah. You want to own your own company and make your films. Yeah. Right yeah. and tell your story. Sure. Sure, because Somali's story are uncomfortable and they are very touching. Whenever you have, uh, you know, hard hard conversation with Somalis or somebody from uh, a civil war country, yeah. you know, war-time countries, they tell you horrible story. Yeah. That's some amazing, which can be, you know, which can be uh, a good tool to reach out people not to engage in a civil war again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. The education that I'm pursuing based on in search of peace. Mm-hmm. You know, these bad things happen, so don't do it. Yeah. I love that you want to share your story and or mm-hmm. and stories in general um, with other people to help them avoid future mistakes. I think that's creating that, creating those messages and that content is uh, is something that the world needs a lot more of. <laughs> yeah. Opinion, yeah. 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 Um, I'm always optimistic, you know. Yeah. I always look at the bright side. I've been in Lucent for four months. I try to get job, but jobs, you know, need a lot of qualifications. At the same time, I live wisely. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't depend on anyone. I live by myself, yeah. financially everything. Wow. Because, you know, I did a hard job in New Hampshire while I was over there. I was working with the Lent Chocolate Company. Oh, yeah. Then I did that job six months, or seven months. I did a good job there, where I get you know a good financial, good income, and I get some tax return, yeah. which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Wow, what's this? Yeah. Is this a gift the or charity? <laughs> no, this is money you made. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> then I said, "Okay, thanks for saving some money out of my <laughs> out of my account." <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Then you know. Um, it's amazing, you know. You know, I, I, I attend, uh, you know, a, a, a conference somewhere in, in Lewiston Public School last month. Mm-hmm. Then people, I saw people complaining about the government. They said, "Ah, oh, government does this. Government not doing this. Government had cut the budget on education." You know, they say, "Oh, look." Then I say, "Okay." Then at the last time, I was the one who was given the mic to say, you know, my own stuff. Yeah. And I say, come on, guys, you know, I came here to enjoy governmental system, and you guys are complaining. You guys complaining, you know. Uh-huh. If I had a government in Somalia, <laughs> I would have, I would have come here. You know? <laughs> so, so stop complaining, and you don't know, guys. You know, lack of governments is a mother of all evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lack of government is mother of all evil. I say, okay, if you are complaining about the government, just complain. Right, so slowly, turn, turn maze up, yeah. turn maze up, 
you know, that guy says, ah, oh, humanity lost in the government system. The government got no humanity. I say, oh, what about lack of governments? You lack three months to be brought in Somalia and to, and to know what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah, I say, oh, I would like my government now. I won't say this again. You know what I mean? When Somali government was being collapsed by, by, by the warlords or, or the opposition, I was I was uh, three years old, like a four year old. I didn't see any government except except you know the neighboring countries. Except the what? Except neighboring countries of Somalia, oh, like yeah. Kenya, Ethiopia, you know, yeah. where I used to live as a refugee, mostly in Kenya. So to me, I do respect any kind of governmental system as long as they maintain the basic you know rights of. Water, electricity, yeah. things like that. Yo, it's so far so good. Yeah. But although if there's no electricity, no water. Yeah. I have to think about this. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I do respect people. That's why I do advocate for good governments. Yeah. yeah. Don't say bad thing against you know any person in the office. Yeah. You can because the more you criticize that person, the worse he does. We lost our government because of that. Yeah. And we see many governments in Africa, they were lost, or in Asia, they were lost, or in, in Middle East, they were lost their government because of a lot of criticism. Yeah. Yeah. If you could speak to all refugees out there from wherever they are, hoping to go to a better, uh, from a bad situation to mm -hmm. a better situation, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them, or would you give, could you say anything? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I would like to say to them that um, um, never give up. You know, don't give up. Mm -hmm. A follow up question to that. Sure. If you could say something to all Americans, like every single American, let's. It, let's assume every single American was listening to you right now. Uh -huh. What would you tell them? Like, what's your message? What, what do you want to? What would you want to say to every single American? What would you want them to know, either about you or yeah. about refugees or about your experience? Oh yeah, um, refugees are not pe are not bad people. Mm -hmm. They have their culture. Yeah. You know, you get experience from them. They have good culture. Don't make them aliens. Refugees are human beings. Mm -hmm. The more you close to them, the more service, yeah. or the more you will have contact with the outside world. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, you know, um, I would like to advise the refugees who are coming to America. You know, I would like to encourage them to integrate people. To integrate people, you know, what to you understand mean? the other people's culture. You know, I always integrate, uh, I always invite to uh, synagogue, the Jewish, you know, uh, uh, yeah. a center. I sometimes perform my music. They know me, my culture, my religion, my everything. I sometimes go to, to, to judge. They invade me as a Muslim. Then I tell about my stories, my, you know. Yeah, so, so I would like to call upon my upcoming refugees mm -hmm. to integrate people. 
you know, to know about the culture, to come over language barriers. Yeah. Yeah, that's so important. Can we ask you to play one more song for us? Oh yeah, sure. This song is about... It is named after the, re- the largest refugee camp in Africa. Oh, in the world, I think. The Dadaab refugee camp, if you have heard about that. So, this song is about two lovers, then they get resettlement to two different countries. When they were in love, then they were separated uh-huh. by the circumstance. Okay. The one gets, like, resettlement in Canada, the other one, Australia. Oh. East and West. Mm. With a different time. So then after many years they come back they were in search of each other they come to refugee camp say oh have you seen that lady you know, who used to live here and they say oh she came here she was looking for you and she went back again the other guy comes and says oh she has been here <laughs> <laughs> she, she was just here <laughs> then she went last night <laughs> you know <laughs> they, were, keep it, it, they keep missing like this uh-huh. you know yeah. finally they get each other but you know there was a lot of yeah so it's called uh, the dab, um, the dab laugh, the refugee come laugh. <laughs> it's a chaos laugh. Yeah. <laughs> this really happened. Yeah, it's really happened. Oh, yeah. what? I no. met, I met, I met, I met with the cousin of of, of the of the lover. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, <got> yeah. <laughs> you wrote this. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. 
Tune into our next episode where we interview Anna, a resettlement agent who will give us the details about what happens once refugees actually make it to America and start settling into their new lives.